Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Diane von Furstenberg may be best known to women around the world as the creator of the iconic wrap dress. But in addition to running her fashion company, she's been deeply involved in philanthropy. With her husband, Barry Diller, she helped to create the High Line and also Little Island on the west side of New York. She's also now leading the effort to raise money for the Ellis Island Foundation. I had a chance to sit down with her recently to talk about her extraordinary life and her dedication to philanthropy and to her family. So let me ask you about something I can say I'm not an expert on, which is fashion. Uh, nobody's ever considered me a fashion plate. Uh, you invented something called the wrap dress about 40 plus years ago. Oh yeah, almost, almost 50 years. And it's one of the most famous designs in the last 50 years and women are still wearing it. So tell me, were you surprised that after almost 50 years, women are still wearing the same design, obviously different dress, but same design as something that was popular almost 50 years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, people say I created the wrap dress, which is true, but really the wrap dress created me because because of that dress, I became the woman I wanted to be. I became independent. I, by being independent, it paid for my children's education. It paid for my house in the country. It paid for my apartment. So it, it, it made me free and it made me liberated. And it was the time of the women's liberation. So, and because it was a dress, the more confident I became and the more, the more confidence I was, I was passing on this confidence to other women through this little dress that I would go around and wrap around women's bodies. And so in a sense, now that I look back, now that I'm an older woman and so on, I look back, it's almost like I was a conduit. You know, I was a conduit for confidence for many generations of women. So how long did it take to develop the wrap dress? Uh, was it something that came to you like that, or was it many years? How did it develop? When I was 20, I went out of college, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew the kind of woman I wanted to be. I wanted to be a woman in charge. So how, which door was going to be my door? So I thought, maybe fashion. So at first, I worked in Paris for a fashion um, uh, photographer's agent. And that got me, wow, I, I discovered the world of fashion. And then I met the father of a friend, of the brother of my boyfriend, whatever, in Italy. And he said, you know, you should come and discover the other side of fashion, where we make fashion. So then I discovered how, you know, all about printing, you know, how you buy uh, artwork and how you put it in repeat and how you print it and you work with the colorist and and learn how to do a color palette so it, it was really a craft and so I didn't think that any of this was going to be useful to me at all but it was very interesting I then went to America for the first time to visit my boyfriend my mother gave me a 
ticket to go to New York and visit him. And I discovered New York, and I couldn't believe it. It was 19, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe how, how, I said, I have to come back here. And also, while I was in New York, because my, my boyfriend then, he was a young, very attractive prince, so he was very much, you know, in demand in New York. He was very good looking. And because he was in demand and I came as his girlfriend, all the designer wanted to lend me clothes and blah, blah, blah. And, and so while I was the, here, here, I mean, I, I stayed about a month, I think, I discovered so much. I discovered New York, I, dis I discovered all these young designers. And when I went back, all I could think about is, how do I get back to New York? How do I get back to New York? And when I went back to work in the factory, all of a sudden, I looked at everything there, and I said, oh, there is my door. There's an opportunity. Let me try to make some easy, easy little dresses that I can then go and sell in America. And that's how I started. So I would stay late at night with a pattern maker and make some samples and so on. But for those who are watching who may not be fashion experts, what exactly is a wrap dress and what was so unique about you it? You wrap your body. Okay. So it, it started from these little sweaters that ballerinas wear you know, when they, when they get cold. And it's, it, it wrap, it's like a kimono, right? right. Okay, a Japanese kimono, but it's very tight. And because it was jersey, you wrap it very tight. Okay. That was the difference. And it was just a wrap dress. And it was printed because I was in this print factory. So it was a wrap, first it was a wrap top with a wrap, with a skirt. And it did really well. And then I said, oh, I've got to turn it into a dress. And then it became a dress. And before I knew, at the age of 26, I was making 25,000 wrap dresses a week. And you became very famous. And I became very famous. Uh, there's a story that Newsweek was going to put Gerald Ford, President of the United States, on the cover, and they bumped for, him for you. For winning his primary. Yes, but then I discovered that it was the month of March. And the months of March is usually when they want subscription renewals. And so they would think that maybe I would be a, better, a more attractive woman on cover the cover would might be better. Okay. So let's go back a moment. Um, you grew up in what country? Belgium. And your mother was a survivor of, the, of Auschwitz, is yeah, that right? Yes. And how did she survive Auschwitz? She weighed only 59 pounds when she came 49. out. 49. 49. Uh, how do you survive? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, very, very, very few people survived. She survived. She was 22. I mean, she got arrested. She was 21. She stayed, no, she stayed 14 months. Um, and she, she got, she really, got arrested very late. It was May 44. And, uh, but she worked while she was there. She worked at the Krupp factory. So while, you know, when you were working, they wouldn't kill you. So that, that's the first thing. And then after that, there was the famous death march. And they went and they walked and to another camp, Ravensbrück. A lot of people died on the march. 
She thought she was going to die on the march, but she didn't. And then after that, as the, they were losing the war, they pushed back more, and, uh, and then she ended up in another camp. And then one day, the Germans had gone. Then the Russian came and raped every girl. And, uh, and then after that, the Americans arrived. Now, your mother had a tattoo that uh, Auschwitz... Uh, two. Two. So did you ever ask her when you were little what that oh, was? Oh, yeah, she, everybody asked her, and then she had it removed. She had one number and then crossed and another number. I mean, for me, it was, you know, it wasn't odd because I had always seen it like that. I knew she had been to the camp. I mean, you know, there was a little talk about it, but she shielded me from it all without making it a big mystery. So you come to New York. You're the queen of New York because you're, or the princess of New York, because you're very young. You're in your 20s. You're made a lot of money by any normal standards. And you're the queen of the fashion world, right? let's say, right? So how do you top that? There are no such thing as going to the top, 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 and continuing to go to the top. Also, I think it's really important. I always make a point to tell people that sometimes when you are at the very top, that 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 time I was on the cover of Newsweek and on, on the front page of the Wall Street Journal and everybody was buying my dresses and I was acclaimed as the big success, I myself already knew that things were so easy because in a way I had saturated the market, you know? Right, so, so everybody had a wrap dress and nobody needed to buy another wrap dress. That's right. Everybody had many rub dresses. Okay, so did your business go down after yes, a while? Yes, then I licensed it, I, you know, and, uh, and then I, you know, I mean, life is like, it's, you know, you go as you go. So I licensed my dress business to a company that I thought had more experience than I did, and they continued to develop it. And I decided, now I'm going to be Estee Lauder. And I started a cosmetic company. But while you were doing that, you led the very interesting life of a socialite, in the 70s in New York. You're meeting with Andy Warhol and other people. What was that life like? Everybody famous who was young was a friend of yours, it well, sounds like. Well, New York City in the 70s was many things. For one thing, it was very dirty, it was very dangerous, and it was very cheap. And therefore, uh, a lot of artists were here. It was a very exciting time. It was a time that people wanted freedom. We, th we thought, our generation thought, we invented freedom, which of course we didn't. Uh, and it was, it was fun. And there were a lot of creative people, and Andy Warhol was everywhere. And uh, there was a lot of other people, and, and it was fun. But I mean, it's always fun when you're young. So Andy Warhol said, hey, I'll paint a picture of you. Is that happening a lot? Uh, Andy Warhol did my first portrait one night, very late, in the, and he, but he was looking for a white wall because he would take a Polaroid and then he would use the Polaroid and and and, and paint from there. And the, and he was he needed a white wall. And in my office, in my home, they had no white wall, so we went to the kitchen. And because the white wall in my kitchen was so tiny, I lifted my arm, and that was the first time he painted me. And then he painted me later for a show that he was planning to do in the 80s called Beauties. And did he, did he give you the paintings or he? He gave me, okay, the first one, I, he gave me one, I bought two. 
the second time he gave me one, I bought none. And, and when he died, I bought them all. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. So let me ask you, um, your business is moving forward. You're in the cosmetics business. You're getting in other businesses, fragrance and other things. Life sounds like it's great. Everything is going well. Did at some point all the businesses go down and after a while it wasn't so good? There they always are ups and downs and ups and downs. I had the first phase of my life is very much American dream, okay? I lived a true American dream. Really, I was young, I was inexperienced, and I became very successful. After that, you know, I had difficulties, I had a lot, and then finally I ended up selling the cosmetic, and, uh, and then of course, my, by then my children are teenagers. So they went to boarding school. At that time I decided I went back to Europe. I lived in Paris for a few years, and then I came back here. And then I decided, and then by then, my brand was really, wow, it was like bad. It was in discount stores, and everybody had done everything, and that was difficult. That was a difficult time for me to see, because everything until then was great and wonderful. Even when it wasn't great and wonderful, it was still exciting. But then, uh, coming back, I mean, and seeing the brand and the people who were in charge of the brand, and they didn't care. I mean, there was no spirit. There was no, there was no messaging. There was no n nothing. It was that was really difficult. And as a, I don't know if it's as a result of that, but at the same time, I also had a cancer. I had a cancer at the at the at the bottom, at the base of my tongue. And, uh, and I think it has something to do with the fact that I couldn't express myself. Anyway, so I dealt with that, and I also then dealt with taking back my name and starting again. You started all over a company now, I guess, known as DVF, your initials, right? And so that company then began to recreate some of the things you had done before, including the wrap dress. 
And it turned out the wrap dress was more popular than even had been before practically. So was that a surprise to you that the wrap dress was still so popular? You know when it's your life? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just one day after another day after another day. It's only when you look back that you are surprised. Or when you like back that you have time to say, ooh, that was great. When you're living it, you just, you know, survive. I mean, you know, a young woman, two children, uh, I separated so quickly from my husband, and then, you know, there's a lot to do, running a company, um, you know, so I, I didn't have the time to think, am I surprised, am I what? What does DVF now do? Well, actually, DVF has, has been many, many, many products over the years. After COVID and after all of the change, you know, COVID was also a, a moment of resetting. Right, so I, I don't want to take it. I, I can't say take advantage of something as negative as COVID, but it, we were forced to look at the business model and reset the business model. Because uh, under COVID, people weren't going out in fashions, right? They weren't wearing fancy but clothes. But also stores were closed. We had to close. So I mean, it's it's a lot of different things at the same time. And of course, the business online, and so it was. It was a moment to reset. So, how is the business today? Well, it's being resetted, and it's actually very interesting. You know, I'm a very positive person. My mother, my mother was a survivor, right? So, as a survivor, life is what matters, right? As a, as a daughter of a survivor, the minute I was born, I mean, she wasn't supposed to survive. I wasn't supposed to be born, and yet I was born. So I realized that the moment of my birth was already a victory. So anything that happened after that was a plus. So the company you run today is a privately owned company. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought of taking your company public? No, but well, you know, right now it was important for me. Now is the legacy moment of my life, right? Now is the time that you look back at your life. And you, I'm happy to see that somehow it's coherent. I was born on New Year's Eve, so every year I make resolution. So I divide my life in three columns. One is my family, one is my business, and my, 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 my brand, and one is me. So looking back now on my life, I look at my family, you know, my two children, my five grandchildren, and and I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of who they are. I'm proud of the people they are. I'm proud that they are not banal. They are fun, they're interesting, they're generous, and they care. Then there's my brand. So there also, I had to reset the, the brand and make sure it was closed. Because sometimes when you grow, you lose your initial spirit your initial reason to be. And then the third part, me, is about the impact, is about today using all the things I have, my voice, my experiences, my knowledge, my memories, my uh, experiences, my resources, and using that in order to make other women be the woman they want to be. Do you think uh, people who are CEOs should speak out on public issues 
if they think that something bad is happening or something good is happening? Do you like to speak out on public issues? I, I like to speak in general. <laughs> I speak to myself and I like to speak and I like to use, yeah, I, I do believe, I think words are very powerful and I think that if you have a voice, you should speak, yes. So um, from reading your books and you've written in eight books, I think it is, it's a lot of books, um, you um, said in one of the books that what you wanted to do was to live a man's life in a woman's body. What you meant by that was what? <laughs> oh, meant by that mean that I wanted to be able to do everything a man does and yet being enjoying being a woman, yeah. Because men could start businesses and could do other things that yeah. women traditionally didn't do. Yes, yeah, so men can uh, call a woman and I mean do all kinds of things. So why can't a woman do that? It, that was the most important thing for me, to be a liberated woman. But I was part of that generation. As a feminist, you were an admirer of Gloria Steinem? Yes. Gloria Steinem, for me, as a feminist, she was my idol. She was my idol. Now she's a friend. And, um, and, uh, but, and I remember she created that magazine called Ms. MS. And which means we're not either a miss or a missus. And I remember when I separated and eventually divorced from my husband, the prince, I, uh, I, I joked and I said, I, I gave up so the title So you and your husband separated, ultimately you divorced. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Long time ago, and you married Barry Diller. After I separated from my, the father of my children, I met Barry. And we fell in love and we were together for five years. But I guess that, again, it was the 70s, and it was important for me to experience. And so we separated, and I, you know, I lived my life, but Barry and I, we kept very close. I also kept very close to my first husband. And somehow, Barry and I, I think we both knew somehow we, at some point we would end up together. And then about 20 years ago, yeah, 20 years ago, um, we got married. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. 
okay? And both of you together have been extremely successful in the business world and also in the philanthropy world. Let me ask you about your philanthropy for a moment. Uh, you and your husband helped to uh, create the High Line. Well, when I started the company again in, when was I came here? 97. Uh, I said, why am I renting those expensive offices uptown? Let me buy a little building downtown. And I came in this neighborhood, Meatpack, and full of butchers. They were only butchers. And I bought a little carriage house, and I decided to make that my showroom and my office. And everybody said, what are you doing there? Who wants to go and work there? It smells so bad, blah, blah, blah. But I did it anyway. And then when you move to a new neighborhood, you meet your neighbors. And I met these two young guys who had a dream. And the dream was to transform this elevated railroad, railway that went from Gansevoort all the way to Javits Center. It was abandoned and to turn it into a park. And it was going to be knocked down. Anyway, those two guys had this dream and they saw my studio and they said, do you mind, do you think you could do a f we, can ha we could do a fundraising in your studio? And that's how my relationship with the neighborhood and with the Highline started. For one thing, we, made the, we turned this neighborhood into a um, historical preservation. Then somehow we turned, convinced, we turned around the Highline and it was very difficult because all the developers wanted the real estate. Those same developers, by, by the way, now are so proud to be on the High Line. The High Line became the number one destination for tourists. You are now involved in helping to uh, repair the Ellis Island uh, buildings, is that right? Well, yes. First, I was, uh, I'm on the board of, of the foundation of the Statue of Liberty Ellis Island. And the first thing I did was raise money for, to create a museum for <clears throat> the Statue of Liberty. So I got very close to her, Lady Liberty. I didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to. I said, if I go on another board, my husband would be so upset. And then he read my book, The Man Who Wanted to Get Me. And in my book, he read that my mother had written me a note saying, God saved me so that I can give you life. By giving you life, you gave me my life back. You are therefore my torch of freedom. So he underlined that and he said, you see, you gotta come and help the Statue of Liberty. So the hardest thing in life I've often said is to be happy, uh, but you seem like a very happy person. It's like nature, nothing ever stops. So you could be super happy one minute and then something happens. So it's just, it's just living is the joy of life. For any young woman that's watching this, wants to be the next Diane von Furstenberg, what would you recommend? I think the most important thing in life is the relationship you have with yourself. Once you have a good relationship with yourself, any other relationship is a plus and not a must. And the second advice is to be as true to yourself as you possibly can. And it's not easy. And you have to accept and own things you may not like. But the more you could be you, the happier you would be. Thanks for listening. To hear more of my interviews, you can subscribe and download my podcast on Spotify, 
Apple, or wherever you listen. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.